This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, Robin's Review. Managers come and managers go. Nigel was my 20th proper manager, dating back to Terry Cooper in the 80s. But we, the fans, support our team no matter what, because we always will. It's what we do. It's all we know. It's all we've ever known. So whoever takes over as coach, we have to believe that they will have our best interests at heart and strive to do their best to help fulfil our ambitions. A big thank you to Nigel, but a massive good luck to whomever it is that carries our hopes and dreams forward. To yesterday, and it was two fantastic Max O'Leary saves, a number of great tackles and a goal from Rob Dickey as a more familiar looking City side edged past bottom of the league Sheffield Wednesday with a much needed three points after a tumultuous week in BS3. It was all about the win though, Matt, wasn't it? Yeah, morning, mate. Um, it was. Yeah, it was. Um Obviously, it's it's been a, a, a pretty trying week all round. When a manager goes who was and and not not the majority by any stretch, but was was well liked, well respected by a lot of the fans, um, it's always that much more disappointing. And and for me, I also think with with Nigel's kind of current health sort of concerns as well, you know, you you just want him to get better and be be back on his feet, fitting well. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a shame. Um, you know, I think well, and we'll, I'm sure we'll we'll talk about it at the end of the, the sort of club interviews and what next. But as you say, yesterday was all about the the performance and well, not the performance, even the result. Mm. Very, very interesting in terms of the squad, yeah, um, and an expectation of you know who we thought could and couldn't play. Um, but yeah, you know, fair fair play to Curtis Fleming and the players because we know the players a lot of them had very very good close relationships with Nigel Pearson and you've worked with people over the years that when colleagues leave for, for a better job not because of being sacked it unsettles you as well doesn't it it's a different atmosphere so you know fair play to them but I also have to say Patrick thought Sheffield Wednesday gave us a really good game yesterday and with 11 v 11 you do kind of wonder um, what may have happened but no it was all about the three points Absolutely. Let's do our check-in, our talk club check-in. Matt, how are you out of 10 this morning, all things considered? I'm probably a seven, mate. Um, I think I'll, I'll be an eight once the announcement, well, hopefully be an eight once the announcement <laughs> comes. Um, but yeah, I'm still, still, it does, I'm fed up of looking at Twitter and oh, WhatsApp yeah. groups and because it goes from you know, one name to the next name. And I've heard a man down the pub who knows a man whose dog gets cut by a woman and yeah so let's <laughs> we'll go like that doesn't it absolutely oh, God. yeah yeah i'll join you on a seven as well um good day all in all yesterday um nice little bonfire night firework display last night as well uh, a few few beers on board but i'm feeling all right this morning good. um but i'll stick with a seven for, for now uh let's bring in our guest it's ellie ellie how are you out of 10 Hi guys, thanks for having me on again. Um, I've got a cold, which is just going on and on and on. <laughs> so I'm going to go 6.5 purely on that basis. But what a lovely feeling to be waking up this morning, sun's shining, and we've got three points. 
I thought you were going to say, what a lovely feeling to be chatting to you two this morning. <laughs> of course, that goes without saying anyway, but oh, of course. Fantastic. Thank you so much. <laughs> right, uh, before we get into the starting lineup, a bit of admin as always. Uh, Frontierland with Dean Allen this morning have released a podcast uh, featuring Steve Lansdowne. So you can hear a bit about the different side of Steve and his interest in conservation, particularly down in South Africa. So a uh, friend of the show, Dean Allen, who's a regular contributor as well. Uh, check out that interview with Steve. Right, to yesterday's starting lineup, Matt. Um, it's it's Max O'Leary, Tanner Viner Dickey, Knight, TGH, James Pring, Sykes Conway, Vyman. Uh, I was trying to work out that that how that would set up and i don't think i generally did work out how that was set up at all during the game to be fair um it looked to me a little bit like a 343 at times rather than the familiar 4231 with obviously tanner vinder dickey across the back um but the the overriding thing for me was fantastic and really important to see tanner viner back in the starting lineup and naismith on the bench and Matty James coming back in as well, yeah. And of course, um, Matty James. <laughs> it, it it probably wasn't a surprise with George Tanner and Zach Viner um, because you'd seen them on the sort of training videos. Zach was the, the one out in the press conference. Um, and Nigel had talked last weekend about them being close. Matty James really surprised me. I thought Matty James was out for six weeks from, from what was sort of being said before. Um, I did see a clip of him walking up the steps from a, a training ground sort of point of view. Mm. So I did think, well, he's obviously, as they say, back on the grass. Um, but yeah, I was really surprised to see him in there. Um, and as you say, great to see Naismith. Ironically, the the, na- the name that's been banded about of those injuries that was closest to return was Naki Wells. It was, and yeah, you're right. I mean, Nigel sort of said almost that um, he'd be a, a sort of a week away. So um, that was a bit of a strange one. Uh, in said terms that about of- Tanner though, Matt. They said that yeah, about exactly. Tanner. They said that about Tanner that he would only be out for a couple of weeks, but yeah. it normally tends to be double of what they give an estimation. But it, what Nigel used to say, wouldn't it? I don't like to give estimations out anymore. And I, I like that fact really because it meant you weren't kind of thinking, right? Well, he should be here next week, or so you didn't kind of know. Um, the setup, like you, Patch. I, I mean, I thought I thought they lined up in a, a four. Um, you know, at the back, and then the, the the sort of three or five in the middle, dependent on how you look at it, with 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 Tommy up top. Yeah. Um, but Andy Vyman then seemed to almost have a free role at times. Um, he certainly wasn't staying kind of left the whole time. Um, Cam Pring was so far forward, and, wasn't he? Like yeah, he was left he, centre almost, forward at times. <laughs> almost, yeah, I mean, almost playing like a winger um, from that point of view. So it was a little bit strange from that. I mean, Curtis Fleming um, had said that they'd worked on a few things wanted to sort of get forward more and and the you know with the way that they were sort of passing the ball as well but yeah there were times I was looking thinking I I haven't got a clue who's playing where here at the moment other than really Dickie and Viner and Max O'Leary um yeah. everyone I mean even Tommy was sort of dropping in in yeah he um, was doing not his staying in that that you know, he was doing a sort of Harry Kane for England exactly he, what I bit. was going to say yeah. <laughs> and coming back yeah. and dropping down what did you make yeah. of it Ellie in terms of the formation it, it, as as I say at times it looked like that 4-2-3-1 that we're familiar with and other times it looked almost like 2-7-1 yeah I couldn't I couldn't work I was perplexed when I when the lineup got announced I'm just going by I would think it was the you know flat back four but in terms of the middle you've obviously got James as that holding midfielder 
he's going to come back in and steady the ship as he did, as we'll, as we'll, you know, go on to that soon. But in terms of, yeah, like you say, who was more of a wide player or, you know, Sykes obviously was, you know, as you would say, wide right. But in terms of the middle, mm. yeah, it just sort of Maybe perplexed they... me a little bit. And then obviously because, you know, Bell got rested and so then it was, you know, who was up top? Was was Vyman, you know, going to be going into Sam Bell's role? Mm. Was he going to be playing behind Tommy? I felt Tommy was quite isolated up top a little bit yesterday. Well, in terms of the, this, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the guys that, that Tommy was up against, uh, Iorfa and Diaby, two, a, of, the, two of the biggest defenders <laughs> I think I've ever seen, absolutely built, Matt, weren't they? Proper units, um, and quick as well. I was surprised that because Tommy's, you know, Tommy's no slouch, is he? Um, but there were a number of times where he, the, the defender, which whichever one of the two it was, um, you know, kept pace with Tommy and then their physicality, they just, you know, took over, didn't they? And it's it's funny, they're the sort of players that I think we're missing at times in our side, not necessarily as a centre half, um, but that kind of physical presence on the pitch. Um, I do think we we miss that. But yeah, I thought, I mean, obviously they've got a new new manager, is it Danny Rowell? Um, well, I thought they were chanting Danny Cole's name, the Sheffield Wednesday did you? Yeah, but yeah. Did you I say thought, that to Danny? Did you? Well, what, what on earth are they chanting about you for? <laughs> oh, it was but, his birthday um, in the week as well, wasn't it? Uh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was, I mean, as you're saying, they, they were physically sort of strong. And I, and I thought when you see Barry Bannon mentioned, and again, we'll talk about him, I'm sure, but um, you kind of think, well, he's he's <laughs> he always seems to put in a performance against us, doesn't he? So yeah, we'll um, get onto that yeah. shortly. But yeah, it was good. It was good to see that more familiar uh, yeah. lineup. And even when the subs came on, we still had Cornick to come on. We still had Bell to come on. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was just what's um, great to see. What's the maximum amount of subs we can use now? Five. Is it five? five yeah. Because yeah, obviously we made we made the three change, didn't we? I was yeah. wondering then. Five, yeah. yeah uh, not Bell. I'm, Bell was on. I'm, I still had your Boa to come on as well. Yeah. Um, to make that impact. Okay, right, let's have a look at the game then. So uh, before the game started, uh, it's always an emotional time around this time in November. It was our it was our most, you know, closest home game to Remembrance Sunday and we had the the last post and the 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 moment's silence as well and reading out through all of the the city players of the past that had that had lost their lives during uh, during conflicts as well. So really emotional moment a uh, little bit too quick for the Sheffield Wednesday fans to come in with uh, with their cheers but uh, there we go we we will remember them as as we said. And just on that patch I mean I've seen I've seen comments about the Sheffield Wednesday fans, they just didn't hear what Danzig had said. There was no disrespect being meant, I'm absolutely sure. Yeah. Um, you know, we know that the, the sound system isn't the greatest around the ground. So, yeah, just to, to clear that up, because I've seen a lot of posts about it. And um, Yeah, the intention was to have a, 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 a moment's or a minute silence after the yeah. last post was played. But, um, but yeah, you're yeah, probably right. I find, right. It, pre- I find it pretty quiet. Yeah. I find it pretty quiet, the last post, yeah. I, lo- I mean, that's such a a moving moment the last mm. post I think it just yeah yes. yeah, absolutely. yeah incredible okay right into the game then fourth minute Tommy Conway shot off target after a good start and then Tommy's shot is blocked maybe where he had a chance to lay it off to Pring on just on the left of Imeli so a bright start once again from, from City yeah it was a really good start we looked comfy on the ball especially sort of playing it out from the back it was good to see Zach at, Zach at the back 
um yeah lively couple of minutes and just just a little bit unlucky but you know right passes a spell in the first five minutes um the chance but then a sort of a minute or so later they were up the other end you know um Absolutely. yeah yeah, yeah. Tom, tommy wanted to start matt with intent and and show sort of faith in selection and you could tell that he was champing at the bit but obviously as we've already said those two center backs were there to marshal him yeah that that shot you referenced was that the one that went behind in the whole section 82 thought it was scored or was that a bit later on uh yeah that was one of them was it yeah <laughs> um it's like, even where i was in the south stand you could see that it hadn't but i think from where and I, I, ellie i don't know whether you thought it was or not but obviously you we, saw it rustle we the all back thought of the it was in behind. did you yeah, yeah, yeah we all thought it yeah. was in yeah. yeah 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 um but yeah cl- clearly i mean we know what tommy conway is all about um he, he loves the club. He just wants to make an impact, doesn't he? So, and I thought he did well. The only, the only criticism, if you like, is it, if he could have gone across the keeper, it might have been more, more difficult for the keeper. But um, yeah, it's good to see him. Well, and Campering anyway. on the second one, Campering was literally, <laughs> yeah. you know, in space yeah. on on the left. But his instinct is always to get that shot away. Is. Yeah. So yeah, as you referenced, Ellie, seventh minute, Max O'Leary puts us in danger with a poor pass out from the back, and it could have very easily caused a penalty as well because the mm. the Sheffield Wednesday striker striker sort of jinks inside, and all it takes is a trailing leg, and that's a penalty. So my issue with Max is I just feel that that clearance was a little bit rushed, and I think sometimes he just needs to take a couple more seconds just to make the right decision or make the right pass. With Max, sometimes it comes across as panic, and then it's you know, it's out for a throw, or, you know, it's, it's it's gone to their player. That to me was sort of a rush decision. And then, you know, we're panicking, the crowd are making the, oh, and then everybody's a little bit panicked. That's just my issue with Max. Yeah, it's it's something we've spoken about, Matt, isn't it? In the last, you know, well, all season, really, there's been those moments of, of a pass out where maybe he's trying to be too clever and sometimes you just got to get your foot through it. That's exactly it. Um, especially when they're, they're they're closing in on you, but I I guess if you you want to play in a certain way, um, and who was the the Ipswich goalkeeper the other week? Um, never panicked, always looked to pass the ball. Um, as long as you've got defenders who are comfortable to receive it in tight areas, then you know maybe it's no bad thing. But what what made me laugh with Max is that you know he, he made that horrendous sort of distribution um and then he's almost trying to justify it by saying that well you weren't in the right position or that's where you were right, supposed yeah, to be yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah um but yeah that's i mean it's 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 probably the only thing that, that you can really levy at max is 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 distribution at times is just a little bit too wayward i mean a couple of times he played the ball out wide to cam pring and even if pringy wins the header there's no one near him like, so it's, it's just giving the ball back to them anyway. So, yeah. Well, until the 23rd minute, Matt, there was another chance for Sheffield Wednesday. It was an unmarked header. So uh, I think in that sort of 15-minute spell between that, it was really just City had the possession. They were playing some neat stuff. Um, I think Barry Bannon was actually tr- trying to get into the game more and trying to f- pick the passes. But I don't. we didn't see the best of him yesterday. And uh, obviously, we only saw 30 minutes of him, which we'll come on to. But, yeah, another decent chance for Sheffield Wednesday goes over. Should have scored. Yeah, he should have scored. I mean, I, d- I don't quite know how he gets the space in between Rob Dickey and, and Zach Viner um, to be that free. Um, but yeah, to not even hit the target is, is yeah, it was poor play. Just, 
just to go sorry guys just to go back on the max topic just sort of echoing what matt said i just sort of made a, a note in my phone within 20 minutes he kicked the ball out twice for a throw in mm. and it wasn't even as if he was under pressure yeah you know pe- people he's, pick up on these things he's obviously coached to play that the ball wide for whether it's campering or if it's sight to the other side and undoubtedly there are going to be times i mean you know I've played the game. It's all the it's, time, it's though, always... Matt. That's the problem. Yeah, he's, he's, I think he just tries to be a bit too precise at times. And that's not just Max. Keepers tend to try yeah, and hit yeah. the touch lines. They, exactly. Yeah. They don't. They don't hit it down the middle. Yeah. Um, which but sometimes, I... sometimes that's the that's the ball. It needs to go down the middle. But yeah. But I know, I know what you're saying. That you know, people do. It's a bit like Frankie Fielding. Frankie Fielding for every everything <laughs> good that he did, people reference the fact that he's kicking. Um, and he... again, that was. That was always a target. Aidan Flint up on the halfway line and looked to try and play it out to him. So, yeah, I think sometimes um, he tries to be a little bit too precise, yeah. The issue with that is, as well, is we're not a, we're not a tall side. No, exactly. Yeah, we're not I agree. a tall side. If you That's why at... he's trying to pick out the wingers, obviously. Uh, yeah. We're not a tall side. It's better, but yeah. even the likes of, you know, Viner, who's in a ball upfield, there were quite a few, quite a few balls that, you know, were sort of, hooked up the field and if, if you're aiming for Tommy or you know the likes of Knight or somebody in the middle they've got no chance especially against those two yesterday um right 30 sorry 29th minute it's Wednesday on the break and it's Taylor Gardner Hickman making a great tackle and then it's Viner with the clearance to keep Kasama out Ellie uh that was real last ditch defending from TGH yesterday proper putting your body on the line you know working for your teammates yeah, I think he's he's becoming a fantastic player and a fan favourite. I saw a lot of tweets yesterday, you know, we need to sign him up. He's just a really tidy player, you know. Even he, you know, he's an attacking player, but seeing seeing something like that in terms of a defensive block was mm. really good to see. Yeah, I Matt, think the slight... well, actually, Yeah, sorry. It was right in front of me that that sort of passage of play and Rob Dickey was was holding his line and, and not trying to commit. Yeah, but the guy was a little bit too tricky. So yeah, you're right, TGA doesn't he? And yeah, then... TGA's challenge was brilliant. And then I have to say Zach as well to slide in with the injury that he's had, mm. and then he gets caught by the player as well, and you sort of worry a little bit. Then um, yeah, did he go down it was great for a little bit? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's great, great play from both of them to to, to spot the danger. And then the moment comes, 31st minute, it's a poor pass out from the Sheffield Wednesday keeper and Knight is in, just about to shoot. Bannon takes him out. Is it inside or is it outside? Obviously, everyone in the Ground City fan-wise thought it was inside and thought we had a penalty. On the replay, however, you can see the infringement happens outside the box and that is the reason that he gets the red card. Looking at the rules, um, if that was inside the box and a penalty, it would have been a yellow because there was a covering defender. So interesting moment. Definite lot of discussion going on about that one, Matt, all over all over the country and all over the world of Bristol City fans watching on and in the ground. But uh, Barry Bannon gets the red card. Yeah, we, again, from, from the south stand, it looked like it was inside. We all thought it was a penalty. Um, but... And I've I've not watched it back. Obviously, you you have to to say that it was outside, and it is that double jeopardy rule. So if it had been inside, then yeah. Um, if he's making a challenge, then um, you know he's not going to get sent off. And it is always one of the. I genuinely can't remember too many games where we've played opposition, you've lost a player, 
that we then seem to dictate it to the extent where we're creating loads of chances and their backs against the wall. Again, for a period of time, and even in the second half, mm. we didn't look like we had the extra man to the extent that you know we you, you probably should have done. And everybody says it. Every coach and every media pundit will always say, you know, you got to stretch the pitch, make it wide, play those passes, and get them running around. And I, th- I think we did do that in terms of the passing. I don't think we stretched it wide enough. Um, but yeah, it's. For us, if there was a player you're going to pick for them to be sent off, exactly, it's, it's Barry Bannon, isn't it? Because everything goes through him for them. So yeah, it wasn't yeah, until it was, about um, sort of ten minutes in that I remembered that he was playing. And usually yeah. he's in the game, he's sp- yeah. spraying the ball about. But yeah, yeah, absolutely great, great to see him get sent yeah. off. And and Ellie, as as we we've, we've experienced many times in the past, is sometimes it weirdly is more difficult to play against ten men. Overall, just. Backing up what Matt said, it didn't feel like we sort of fully played like a team who had a man advantage. Sheffield Wednesday were still creating a lot. They gave us quite a quite a tough time. Um, you know, they created quite a lot in the first half. They had headers and, you know, they were getting the ball out wide and corners. And like you say, sometimes it can make it actually more difficult yeah. when when they've got that man who's gone off because they have to change their shape they have to you know maximize yeah. you know the midfield etc etc you um, set up you set up to play against a team playing a certain way um and obviously barry bannon would have been part of the team talk Matt, at the start wouldn't it of you know closing play. down when he's on the ball he's going to exactly. start pinging, pinging it about it's it's one of those things and, and i'm sure um from the dark distant past, I remember Lee Johnson talking about it, that they sometimes set up like that in a, in sort of um, training games mm. to try and, you know, make sure, well, if it, if it happens, this is the way you need to play. And, you know, as I say, stretch the pitch, make the passes. But um, I thought Sheffield Wednesday, you know, were excellent in terms of where they are in the league with a new manager. And you also have to say their fans, the way that they were chanting for their team, you know, even when they were down to 10 men, I thought they were excellent as well from that point of view. But um, yeah, you, you've then, it's when you need your, your cool heads on the pitch and you you, you stick to the plan. Um, yeah. And, and then hopefully you'll get those opportunities and, and you take them. Yeah. So it was a free kick to City and you're right on the edge of the box. Tommy Conway takes it. His shot is blocked. And then Tanner Ellie gets his foot just hooks it towards goal and that is almost over the line as well so uh, a real <laughs> a real moment a there a, again a bit of a scramble yeah it seemed a bit yeah. of a scramble like when the, you know when the free kick was taken because it was so close as well you must think oh you know you think oh just get it up and over but you know it's just not easy to do that at all no a uh, bit of a but- scramble bit unlucky Funnily enough, though, in uh, Robin's uncut in the week, I don't know if you saw it, but the highlight I saw was them trying free kicks from exactly that position. And I think it was Mametti who dipped one and Tommy dipped one. So I was expecting to see a knuckleball type Ooh. shot. But yeah, it does it does go with pace and power. And But Tanner did really well, didn't he, to just steer that goalwards. And the keeper, was to, to be fair to him, he was alert. Yeah, really positive from Tanner. Nice to see him sort of trying to, you know, move the ball forward. and. Just, just a little bit unlucky, but um, yeah. I thought he was very good, George Tanning yesterday. I thought he, oh, it was he great looked, to see him back. Yeah, he, and he looked to be getting forward more. He was going past Sykes, whereas he's he a little bit reserved sometimes. Yeah, isn't he? he is. He is, and I, and I, and I do wonder whether 
a change from a coaching point of view and a philosophy, we might see a different George Tanner moving forward. Um, but yeah, you're right, Patch, in terms of his effort there, uh, again, we're sort of thinking, did it cross the line? Because you could see that it was it was very close. Very, very um, close. The, the, the free kick's an interesting one. I mean, yeah, you see him, you see him practicing in, but those um, those metal um, statues just don't jump, do they? So it's not. Well, it's maybe, not quite the maybe same. Maybe they work, should design yeah. some that should that exactly do. some that jump up and down, that's and then have controlled. one that lies across the back as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right, 37th minute. Taylor Gardner-Hickman takes on his man coming in from the left and gets his shot away, but it was a straightforward uh, save for the keeper. We've mentioned, Matt, his his tackle a few minutes before and, and then he's coming up the other end and getting his shots away. And we saw that in the last home game as well. It causes t- keeper to tip it over. Yeah, he was a little bit unlucky. It was sort of straight down the middle, wasn't it? Um, and it was with his weaker left foot rather than, you know, the one that he scored, it, uh, sorry, sort of tipped over the bar. Yeah. Um, against Ipswich, but like Ellie said, I I really like Taylor. I think he's he's growing into that position as well. Um, you you need a run of games in any position, um, but for for me, when you've got him, Jason Knight in there, and the steadiness of of Matty James as well, it does give you that little bit more energy. Um, you're able to sort of prompt forward a little bit more. So now I think he's he's proven to be a very good signing. And he didn't get many minutes at West Brom. He sort of makes yeah. a few cameo appearances, but here he's come. He's been clearly told that he's going to get opportunities, and he absolutely has. He's played right back. He's played in that holding midfield. We've seen him further forward. Uh, so that option to buy Ellie currently is a no-brainer. Oh, 100 percent. I'd be looking to buy him. You know, you can actually you can take a very good corner as well. Yeah, a very good point. Something, yeah, we've been calling out for someone that who can we, do that. Uh, <laughs> something that we've struggled with of of late and of last season especially but he was he brought he was brought in on the basis cuz we had an injury is that right we're a little bit um more... yeah i think i think it was to do with well, it was to do with McCrory and Tanner, Tanner and McCrory yeah that's yeah that's it yeah, yeah. And, and sort of playing in there even though um Carlos Corberon at West Brom didn't see him as a right back or right wing back in and i think he's filled in there a little bit like Sykesy for us he can fill in there because he's versatile, but you're seeing him in his better position now. Um, I like his attitude patch. Um, yeah, yeah. He came to take a corner in, in, in the second half and he's geeing the fans up. He did um, that a couple of know. times as yeah, well. And, and yeah, and you want to you see that. You want to see him engaging with the fans, but you see that it matters. And when you've listened to him speak after games as well, he speaks really, really well. So yeah. for such a young man, um, like you said, and, and Ali um, echoed, yeah, for me, 100% no-brainer to... To make that deal permanent. Dent Magic, your Bristol-based car body repair company. Visit us at Cribs Causeway or Central Bristol, or we can even come to you with our mobile service at your home or workplace. Have you got a scuff, scratch, or dent on your vehicle? Dent Magic can fix them all. If you need the magic touch for your vehicle, visit www.dentmagic.net to get your quick quote online today. Okay, the halftime summary from Rob. Familiar half of football in that we started brightly, then faded a little and the opposition started to get a foothold then out of nowhere a mistake at the back for them leading to a foul on night by Bannon when looking to take advantage of the opening look to be inside the box but instead of free kick nonetheless a red card and the perennial playmaker Bannon off from there on in already playing bottom of the table at home we will never have a better chance to win 
simple as it may seem, a man up and we need to stretch the play in possession. But on a number of times, we've continued to play it narrow. Second half, we need to open the pitch up and play at a higher tempo as it's been a bit safe so far and lacking much of a threat. Here's hoping we figure it out, in which case it should be a much needed three points. Okay, into the second half, 46 minute, Matt. And it's a great save from Max O'Leary, uh, punching away a header after a corner for Sheffield Wednesday. He really got his fist behind that one. Yeah, it made me laugh. There's a, a, a few people I've seen asking why he didn't catch it. Um, and you sort of think, God, the bloke's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. <laughs> um, it was, it was, let's be, be honest, it was central. So, you know, he, he, he it's where you would expect it's in his wheelhouse, isn't it, that he makes the save? In his but what? He has a good, his wheelhouse. Go on. That phrase. Never heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Carry on. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you've thrown me there. <laughs> thinking, is that right? But no, it is right. Um, I like that. And yeah, he th- th- throws a strong right arm up, um, right hand, and, and, and pushes it away. So, yeah, good save from Max. And I don't think anybody questions his shot stopping. Um, you know, I think he's he's a brave goalkeeper as well. Yeah, um, no, good save. Yeah, uh, 54th minute and 56th minute. There was two attacks, very, very, um, you know, dangerous attacks from Bristol City. Both very well worked. Intricate one-twos. Knight with the first chance and Conway with the second opportunity. And we just seem to be not quite cut, getting that cutting edge, but we were retaining the ball well. We were starting to make that extra man show. Uh, and it was real patient build-up that then led to an opportunity. That passage of play with the one-two was lovely. I just think that would have been lovely if it led to a goal. Um, but it was still pretty early on, you know, sort of 10 minutes after halftime. Felt we were just sort of trying to get a trying to get a foot on things. Um just sort of sense that you know keep keep playing and you know something will come yeah you've got to just show patience uh i think in those in those opportunities and they keep keep grinding them out and we did vyman seemed to come into the game a little bit more i thought andy vyman had one of his better games yesterday of recent times i would say he's been pretty pretty below par but yesterday i felt he was involved, what, wasn't he? Yeah, he was, he involved. was involved. He was playing more, more. He was running with a freedom and running yeah. with yeah. space, and you know, creating chances and you know, like I say, getting I th- room. I think they almost gave him a, a bit of a free role um, because he wasn't staying in one position. He was coming into the middle more. In um, he seemed to have an extra bit of central. pace about him yesterday. That's, as well. the, that's the yeah. lineman that we knew and you know, sort of remember yeah. one or two seasons ago. Yeah, and and what we don't know is what's been said from a coaching point of view. And I'm not I'm not saying Andy Vyman's lack of form has been down to Nigel Pearson at all, but he may have been told, I need you to keep that position and stay there. Whereas yesterday, as I said, given a little bit more of a license. And, um, I, yeah. and look after Joe James, for example. With exactly. Well, we, we, Patch, we, we kept talking about it at the Cardiff game, didn't we? He was, he was concentrating, I would say, as much on Joe James's positioning and game as he was on his own. And that's, you know, I know he's the captain. Yeah, of course it is. And I know he's the captain, but that's bound to detract from his own influence and performance, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, no, I thought he was very good. And and you're right, Patch, um, and and I thought Curtis Fleming spoke brilliantly after the game. As fans, it's easy to get a little bit frustrated and think we're taking, you know, one too many passes or or making one too many passes, too many touches. But you, you have got to try and move the ball quickly 
get it wide and get them having to move across because eventually they mm. will tire and there will then be a gap because someone does switch off. Yeah. So some of the football I thought was really good. And I also have to say, I thought in the first half, Rob Dickey in particular brought the ball out really well, um, opened it up and and looked to then sort of find the pass. So, yeah, no, it, as you say, mate, you've got to be patient in those situations. Yeah, and it's really easy to start moaning and saying, why are we passing the ball backwards? But if there's not a clear-cut opportunity ball retention is is obviously the order of the day and that 59th minute matt it's a shot from distance from cam pring which was which was a great opportunity to to have a shot on goal and he he took it uh, and we want to see a little bit more of that as well as what he always does which is try and get down and get the cross cross for, for cam pring <clears throat> you know pe- people have often sort of referenced him with joe bryan and joe bryan scored goals as well and you know would, would would have those shots in you know a number of times when Joe was on the edge of the area you felt that something was coming Cam's got a good shot on him so yeah I'd love to see him get into those positions a little bit more and, and just have that little bit more confidence um it was a bit of a, a grass cutter one yesterday wasn't it and, and was a comfortable save but great to see him have a go yeah and then equally we we would moan if there's not enough shots on target so exactly yeah exactly <laughs> Right, 60th minute, Ellie. It's a triple substitution. Um, I think Viner coming off and Tanner coming off was probably premeditated as uh, yeah. their first games back. So it was Viner off, Naismith on, straight swap there, and Tanner off and Bell on. And also Vyman coming off and Mametti coming on. So uh, what did you make of those three? Sensible, sensible decision to take Viner and Tanner off. You know, fantastic that they're back in the side. But, you know, we don't want to rush them back too early in terms of too many minutes and you know too quick of a time scale nice to see Mametti get minutes you know Mametti has got a few critics at the moment in terms of oh he's not good enough or he's not he's not confident Mm. but the only way he's going to get better or be able to prove himself is to get minutes so it was nice to see subs made on 60 minutes with enough you know of an impact to be made on the game yeah, great point. And also with Vyman, Matt, he's still he's still coming back from an injury. He's still getting minutes in the bank. And he did have a knock and almost came off, I think, in the first half. Yeah, I mean, that looked quite a nasty challenge as well. He, he um, was speaking to the ref about it sort of 10, 15 minutes later when there was another passenger play. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I com- completely agree. I think the, the Tanner and Viner ones were, were um, predetermined. Um, obviously, it means Sykesy moving back, but not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, he still needs to get forward. Exactly. Yeah, um, the formation we were playing yesterday, I didn't think, I didn't feel like Sykes went to right back. He just yeah, exactly. kind of had a had a couple yeah. of eyes and, on that. <laughs> and and playing against ten, Mametti's trickery, yeah, could have been the difference to open them up. So, and and I agree with Ellie. I think you know we we saw there was a player when he first joined us. Um, I'd like to think that the new head coach um, will, will be able to get the best out of him because there's clearly a talented boy in there. Um, you just want to see him given given that opportunity. Um, but yeah, it was um, it, it was a, a good sort of decision to be made by with all three. I think. Just on Sykes, he picked up a yellow just before halftime. It was quite a nasty challenge as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, did. there was a few yellows over on in front of section yeah. eighty-two. Yeah, you're right. He did. Um, yeah. uh, 63rd minute it was great work from Mametti having only just come on to win the corner he got sort of this is exactly what we want to see from him isn't it he, he jinks inside um, and then tries to get the cross over and leads to a corner and it's from that second phase 
of the corner that it's James to Sykes, Sykes out wide to Conway. He drills it hard and low across the goal. And it's Rob Dickey, of all people, Ellie, sliding in to go one nil up. And that all came from Mameti's trickery to win the corner. Yeah, so Mameti's come on, he's made an instant impact winning that corner. And then, like you say, passage of play, which leads to the goal. And Rob Dickey's on two and two in two home games. Our big <laughs> six foot, what, centre back. How nice is it to see him in the box, you know? Yeah, obviously he was up there for for the corner to try and win a header, but presence of mind to yeah. stay stay up there and he's sliding in to, to score. And QPR next week, his old team, can he get three and three, Ellie? What do you reckon? Well, so I think it's... just to correct, it's two and three because we had uh... in between. Sorry, else. <laughs> Um, uh, what 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 yeah. Ellie Saturday meant games. was was Saturday yeah. games. Two Saturday yes. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just think what a signing he's turning out to be. Yeah, we were we were yeah. saying this yesterday. Um, chatting to to Chris, who was sitting next to, and he said, you know, he, he's the one sort of player who we weren't all ranting and raving about, and he's the one so far out of everyone that's been signed. Obviously, you know, Jason Knight running him close as well. But uh, yeah, Matt, fantastic signing. I think he's excellent. Yeah. Um, I'll let you debate the man of the match um, when we, we get to the ratings, but I thought Rob Dickey was superb. And in terms of that passage of play, I bet there's a moment for Matty James that went through his head, do I take a volley on this one? Um, because he had, obviously had that strike. Um, who did he score the volley against? Millwall, away at Millwall. Um, but to have the composure to then feed it to Sykes and Sykes to then play it to Tommy, as you say, Patch, and we often sort of say about it just hit it low and hard across the, the box their defender gets a, a touch on it that takes it beautifully into Rob Dickey's path and he finishes it like a an accustomed striker doesn't he just you know side foot sliding it in um, and he loves it again really popular player Rob Dickey um, I think he, he gets what we're about and is proven to be a, a really good signing I think and I think it was a case of he became available and then yeah. we kind of went in. It wasn't like we went, we approached them for him, you know, the, the sort of availability came out. So no, great. And it shows the strength that we will have when you then have McCrory, when you have Atkinson, you then start to look a completely different team, don't you? So yeah, yeah, yeah good finish. I just want to pick up on the celebration as well. It was so lovely to see that togetherness, the whole yeah. group oh, together. Oh yeah, Tommy jumped right up, didn't he? And yeah. landed yeah, in his arms. Such, such joy <laughs> in his face. And, you know, yeah. after, you know, what's been a, a strange week, you know, mm. with, you know. I think it was the same for all the fans as well. I, I, it's a real I togetherness. Yeah, I celebrated with an extra extra leap as well. And I think everyone was just so happy that that goal had come in because we were one nil. Sorry, we're, they were one man down at the bottom of the league. We were just looking for that breakthrough. And when it comes, it's just that sheer moment of... It's relief, of, isn't it? Yeah. Relief. Yeah good, yeah, good word. Absolutely. Right. And then I, I've just got a note here. I've got written here, massive flags in Section 82. It's like, um, like the cop end at Liverpool. They were amazing, those big flags. I haven't seen them before, I waved, have I? I waved on at the end of the uh, the game and it was pretty heavy. I was going to say, they, they take a little <laughs> bit of sway in, I'm sure. But yeah, great to see. I love I love all that. Um, 72nd minute, Naismith picks out Bell, who gives it a second touch to Conway. Um, and he does amazingly well, Conway, to engineer a shot from about 20 yards. It hits the post, goes through a few players, rebounds back to Sam Bell. And then amazingly, his shot hits the other post. Uh, and the mat, Sam really should be going for power oh, and accuracy God. there over placement. Difficult, I think, because because the keeper was so far wide on the right, 
Sam feels he just needs to make the right connection and put it to the other side. Mm. Um, and he's scoring. Um, I don't think he got a really clean connection to it. Um, you've only got to look at his reaction to realise, you know, what he thinks. And he, he knows he's got a score there. Um, and it, it then probably puts the game to bed. Um, yeah, we needed but, that second goal, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we did. And, and well, all right, I suppose it turns out we didn't. Oh, didn't. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we needed it for our own. We, yeah, we needed it for our own sanity and, and well-being, <laughs> yeah. But um, you, you're right, Patch, in terms of Tommy, to engineer that chance and to go almost reverse his shot. Yeah, through players. It, yeah, exactly, to hit the post. And, and you just thought when it came out into the middle and it, it comes to Sam, he's going to sort of find the back of the net, but didn't. Um, and... He, he probably needed it as well, just from his own yeah, performance level. So, but it had come, it had come. We know he's a really good player. So, Eddie, we've seen it just in recent of... weeks where where the ball bounces out and it doesn't bounce anywhere yeah. well for us, and it does on this occasion, and we still don't score. I've watched it back so many times on replay, and I just find it <laughs> hilarious. I just think how we, can't, we can laugh now. We can laugh now. We can yeah. laugh now. It wasn't funny at the time. No, you just sort of think, oh, it's only it's only us. Like you know, with the the yeah, was it you who put on, on Twitter something like, if you look up Bristol City in the dictionary, yeah, this is I what said, you'll see. Yeah, if you see. look up Bristol City in the dictionary, <laughs> that's what you get with us, isn't it? We're just that's that kind of else. team. That's oh, impressive. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. We're just that kind of team. We get we get luck that goes yeah. against us in I that expect sense. every team probably feels exactly uh, the same. But every yeah. I've not seen it back. Was, was it a clean connection or not? It was kind of a... It wasn't a very powerful it, yeah, shot. It's kind right. of like... Yeah. Kind of like hits. And it I don't know whether you, you look yeah. at the way the ball's sort of spinning towards the. Oh post yeah, the ball would have been spinning yeah. if it bounced back off the post. So, yeah, yeah it's not the it, it it wasn't the easy. It wasn't like a tap in. No, but, no, no. Yeah, but yeah. hit the target. I think is the left them yeah. right. Yeah, but yeah, comedy moment. 73rd minute, Mimetti has a great shot on target, cutting in from the left and a great strike right-footed. This is um, actually captured a ground hop pain on Instagram. He he puts a bit of footage on and he he's right behind it. So uh, go over on Instagram and have a look at, at that strike. But Mimetti, Matt, he, he just seems yesterday to be back to almost the player we started with. He seems to have a different level of confidence yesterday. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, and maybe that's playing against ten men. Is is mm-hmm. you know m- maybe that that comes into it. Um, I think he he seems to have a good relationship with Tommy Conway as well. Um, and you could see some of that in the footage you were talking about, Patch, from a, the training point of view. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to see Anis given more of an opportunity and then see what he can do. Um, but that that was yeah good good effort. Yeah, seventy eighth minute. LA, I've got bit too soon for the Olays from section eighty two. But a good segment of ball retention leads to a corner after Mametti cuts in and crosses at one nil. Uh, the Olays just were not right, not the right time for me. <laughs> just before that, a couple of minutes before that, on my notes, I've got that there was uh, a good bit of press from Matty James. Yeah. He's quite up, yeah. quite high up the field at that point as well. And it was just really good to see. I in particular I picked up on our pressing yesterday. It was really good. I think Mark Robbins picked up on it and they said, mm. you know, they're one of the best pressing teams in the league. And it's just nice to see, you know, when you've got two or three men just trying to, you know, blaze that ball down. It was really good. 84th so, minute. Yeah. Can I just say as well, there was the uh Yes, you can. Well, a lot of fans leaving in the dominant on about eighty two minutes. 
82 minutes. About 82 minutes, yeah. We're thinking, what, it's about a good old good old 10 minutes or so left. Was there a fire drill? Or... Well, it might have been. <laughs> 84th minute, Sykes gives the ball away and Taylor Gardner-Hickman has to bring the man down. Free kick in a dangerous position. It drew an excellent save from Max um, and good work to get the ball away. That free kick save, Matt, um, there's a player from Sheffield Wednesday who, who I think gets a little touch on it as well. So he has to adjust his body and it's a fantastic save. But it was all down to us giving the ball away in the 84th minute, 1-0 up against 10 men. Spikes, he did it a couple of times, didn't he? Um, there was the, the moment, I don't know if it was before or after, where he then kicks the ball out for a corner with... Again, one that he could have just pushed up, you know, it, it, it up the line. He, he came back inside, then looked to play it back across to I think Rob Dickey, and puts it straight out. Um, Curtis even referenced it in his in his post match conference. You've you've got to be alive to it, and and I'm sure. Well, I I, I, said, I was going to say I know I, I, only in terms of what Curtis was saying afterwards, but Sheffield Wednesday with the size of them are obviously going to be very very dangerous from dead dead balls and, and free kicks and corners in and around you know free kicks in and around the area um and to give one away like that late in the game when you're looking to see the game out um yeah te- yeah re- really poor from from Sykesy. um i think taylor's making the challenge mm. uh but max brave because the ball's coming you know across like it did makes a really really good save i, d- I don't know how much he knows about it um because he's got players kind of running across in front, but really important save as well. And and for all of the criticism that he gets for his distribution, he's made two saves there that, that win us the three points. And I've often said on this podcast that Dan Bentley would make saves that win you points and didn't feel Max necessarily did that. Yesterday he did. Yeah, yeah. and a clean sheet for Max and that save adding to the save after the the um the start of the second half for me that one clean sheet's massive for us you yeah. know we're yeah. we're not a team that you know is in the higher bracket of getting clean sheets so that's massive for us clean sheet for the keeper and the defense you know we've had we've had the likes of Zach and George come back in Naismith came on you know towards the end as well all putting their bodies on the line again just yeah, it, it was a really good result. And the fact that we got a clean sheet as well made it even better, I would say. Yeah, one more note Because they gave me. us a really good game, didn't they? Like yeah. Matt said, yeah. it's not, they they didn't, to me, look like, it's, you know, they're fighting for their lives. They have to they have to up their game, yeah. etc. But I thought it was a really good game. And they've got that. like that. For the rest of the season, I don't see them going down. No, I think they've, they've they, got they've that got new... enough quality there. They've got, they've got that new, new manager, manager banks, as well. Yeah, they? definitely. So, yeah, they, you know, fair play to them. They gave us a good game. They could easily have scored. You yeah. know, so, thank coming, you, Max. You know, coming coming to us on the back of their first victory. Um, so you know, they would have been. I'm just glad we weren't the first team to uh, have that pressure. You know, yeah. nobody wants to be that team that the team we've not won yet. But, used but to also, first. but also, you've got who did um, they beat? Rotherham. Rotherham. Rotherham in the week. Um, 2-0 I think as well um, you've also got the situation as in, again and I'll talk about it with their fans they kept going right till the end singing for that for that yeah. Danny role they got superb support um, yeah I mean it, you know you're 1-0 down you're 10 men um, and they, they kept going right to the end so um, you know cre- credit to them and I don't they're, they're certainly not the poorest side I've seen this season no. so what I, did I you do... guys make of the ref yesterday I thought he was poor 
I've got to be honest. I thought he yeah. was poor. I thought he gave a number of really strange decisions. Um, I think he and... was poor for both sides, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah. 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 The, the, the sending off of Bannon, and there was definitely some indecision there about what he was going to do. Was there? Uh, yeah. It just felt felt like he gave himself some time. And I think that's, you know, that's what referees do when they're not 100% sure. <laughs> Probably but he, didn't, getting... he didn't go and speak to the linesman or anything. But they're all mic'd up now, aren't they? So the chances are that the, the fourth official or the linesman is saying, yes, it should be or, or whatever. That must, that um, must, I, yeah, I, I had forgotten that they're all mic'd up, to be honest. But but having two linesmen and a fourth official in your ear. Yeah. You know, we, we've heard VAR conversations I, I mean, and I, how, assume, how muddled they can get. Yeah, I'm assuming. <laughs> I, I don't know whether the fourth official is mic'd as well. I'm assuming so because you quite often see decisions that get given definitely in the prem where it looks like, you know, the, well, I suppose they've got the VAR officials as well in their ear, haven't they? But yeah, um, yeah they're probably less, so we, we say about VAR the better, really. But far, you're, yeah. you're right. Yeah, I, th- I thought he, he had a bit of an indifferent game, I thought, yesterday. Right, 89th minute, Wednesday corner. Keeper is up for it. It's over here and Conway gets the gets on the end of it, runs 60 yards or so. And just as he is about to shoot to the open goal, it's a great tackle from Wednesday. Um, and that goes out for a corner. So there was a moment there, Matt, where we had the opportunity to to get the second one in the, in the dying minutes. But Tommy's just, yeah, he, he's just trying to find that opportunity to, to shoot on goal. He's trying to probably be a little bit too sort of precise with his, you know, distance. Um, but the bloke's coming back from an injury, um, hasn't yeah. played a huge amount of minutes. Open up your legs I mean, in the 95th yeah, minute. And, and, <laughs> and the other thing is, take the ball up the field. You know, we'd be screaming it. If the keeper was in there, you're screaming, take it into the corner flag. Because he's not, he, he probably will look back and think, should have just taken the shot a few sort of seconds earlier. But again, some of the bloody rubbish that I've seen on social media, I'm going to have to stop going on there because it just winds me right up. When you see you know, fans, and I'm talking about, I'm going to say fa- fans rather than supporters because it's not supporters when you're slagging your own off. Um, but, you know, I've seen some real criticism for Tommy on that one. And you're like, all right, he, he got it wrong. But actually, it was also a really, really brave and good tackle that could have resulted in a sending off. If he times that wrong, then that bloke's gone because obviously yeah. clearly he's got an effort. So yeah, I'm not. I I didn't look at it and go, Tommy, what are you doing? It was and all right, everyone knows on here that I love Tommy Conway, but I thought he tried to just take it a probably two or three strides too longer, not realizing the defender was going to do what he did. I mean, it was a great challenge. Yeah, there was chance for him to shoot quite yeah. when he was still far back as well. well they, sort of Don't shoot. Almost, yeah. Almost Don't when he breaks the well, isn't it? The bar, and then everybody's yeah. going to moan that he's going over the bar. Yeah, I think he got a little bit of cramp as well. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now that might be because he didn't take the shot, <laughs> and uh, he he wanted to save his blessings. But uh... yeah, I I I didn't have a problem with it at all. Okay, and that takes us to the end of the game. A couple of tweets to read out, Matt, before we come to the ratings. Dr. Dean Allen, an important win for Bristol City today against a spirited Sheffield Wednesday side. Time now to unite behind the team, the new manager, as well as the owners who are supporters like us, onwards and upwards. Come on, you Reds. And Shane O'Connor, TGH was class in the middle of the park. Three points is all that mattered today after this week. Max with a fantastic match-winning save. Interesting week ahead, I think, on the management front. So a couple of tweets there. Uh, Matt, talk to us. Yes. Um, Oh, predictions. 
Go on in, yep. Hang on. So I've seen uh, I've seen a six from Mark Mark Powell and a five point six from Tom Rule. Okay. Um, six point three for me. Okay. I'm going six point two. Okay. Yeah, I think that's one of those hours, isn't it? We've just literally gone lone. There's no competition. There's no no price for this, my nails. But yeah, right. Um, So Max, I've gone seven. And the reason for the seven is exactly what I talked about. A clean sheet and he makes two very, very good saves. The last one that saves us the three points. Um, Distribution wise, you could go, well, I'll knock him back because, you know, that could have led to a goal for them. I thought he, there was one moment as well where he came for a free kick where he came almost to the edge of the area and, and caught it coming out, which that's what you want to see a keeper doing. Your defenders want to see that. So, um, yeah, if, he, if he's made two saves like that and a clean sheet and you don't get a seven, then I don't know what you've got to do for it, really. Yeah, I, I, I think it would be an eight if it hadn't have been for that unforced error. Yeah. Yeah. Um, happy with the seven, yeah. You know. Uh, from a, a back point of view, so George Tanner, I went six. Um, could have been a seven actually for George because um, he put in a good shift for sixty minutes, and then similarly for Zach as well, I went six. I thought they both came back, played how we expect them to play. So yeah, I went two sixes. Um, you know, I, I've also got to say we we got three points. Um, that first half was probably the poorest first half of football I've seen this season um, from both sides. So, you know, I don't I don't want to go overboard because we won the game. Um, it wasn't a great game from that perspective. So from a, 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 a certainly the first half anyway. So yeah, I went I went two sixes for George and Zach, a six for Cam. Um and for Rob Dickey, I went a seven. Um that could be an eight because of the goal and the winning goal and a clean sheet. Um, but I went seven and for me man of the match was was Rob but there will be a debate with with um Taylor Gardner Hickman as well he's, um, he's got to be a close eight if not an eight for me I think he, I think Curtis referenced it as well he gave the ball away a few times himself in yeah. particularly in the first half so by no means a flawless performance but for a defender to score not direct from a set piece and and get in this with a slide get a clean sheet I I'll go eight and I'll let Ellie t- Ellie pick up the pieces on that. Mm. Yeah, tricky. Seven or eight. Seven or eight. I'm I'm gonna stick with a seven. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um just because we're talking defense with with Carl coming on as well. I went six for Carl. Um came on, didn't didn't do anything wrong, didn't do anything outstanding, you know, is what you would expect. So yeah. All the players that come back from injury that that came on or started were were just steady, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. You're right. And let's hope um, that they're available for selection on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and and I, I think we've all, got no all... midweek game as well now. As well, we've yeah. got sort of a clear week, clear training week. Yeah, allow the players to to learn a little bit of German, um, and the the German head coach to learn um, some English. So yeah. Sorry, who's um, the German head coach? <laughs> I don't know. I think it will be a foreign cage, but we'll talk about that oh. in a bit. Um, Midfield-wise, I went uh, a six for Matty James. I thought Matty had, had, had a, a decent game. Uh, I went a six for Jason Knight, and, I, and I've seen a few people sort of talk about Knighty that, you know, he, he was really good again, and 
Um, I think I've seen in James James Pierce's ratings that he gave him an eight. I thought Knighty did what I would expect yesterday. Um, he pressed, he, he, he intercepted the ball, obviously led to the sending off. But I didn't I didn't see an outstanding Jason Knight yesterday. I thought it was a, a performance I'd expect from him. Um, so I went six for Jason. And Taylor, Gardner Hickman, I went seven. And for me, it was out of him and Rob Dickey for man of the match. And, and as I said, I went I went Rob. Um, but I thought it was a, a really good performance from Taylor. A couple of little moments, as you say, with, with Rob, it wasn't it wasn't flawless by any means, but he, he looks to be a very, very good player. Can I ask um, a question, Matt? Gosh, can, yeah, yeah. If Taylor scored, would you be giving Taylor man of the match? Possibly. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think that's probably the difference between the two for me, yeah, yeah. Um, if they both scored in a 2-0 win, then I don't know. Um, <laughs> Sykesy, um, and, and I, I went five for, for Sykesy, um, probably more on his first half performance. Um, but then also in the second half, he gave the ball away when he just didn't need to. Um, and there were those couple of moments that could easily then have led to, to um, a Wednesday equaliser. Um, I thought he was really, really anonymous in the first half for him. Um, and what disappointed me, and, and it again, it may be coaching, but he kept coming inside and narrowing the pitch. And a number of times we got the ball and we we were looking to play wide and he just wasn't there. And George Tanner was kind of on his own there. Um, and that might have been the way that we were set up and, and what he was asked to do. But I just didn't think it was a very good game from Sykesy yesterday. Um, I thought he was below the levels that I've seen, certainly in the last month from him anyway. Um, I'm picking up that card as well. Yeah. And he, and he got the book in. Yeah, didn't but think he'd obviously, sort of needed... You, you know, you you two can if you if you think it's harsh and should I, be six. I, I, I thought Patch? it was. I I think it should be a six personally. Mm. Um, was he at the levels that that Knighty was, that Matty James was, that Campering was? I, I didn't, didn't notice him not off that, but you know, I, I'll, I'll go six. Ellie, your decision again. Well, I'm going to go a six. What did you give Cam though, Matt? Six. Yeah. See, I. You know, this is why we do the podcast because we all debate yeah. things. I thought Cam didn't get forward as much, particularly in the second half, as much as I would have liked and what I'm used to seeing him. But, you know, that's just my opinion. That's why we do the podcast. Over, the, over the course yeah. of the 95 minutes, yeah. I, I thought they were they were probably on par. Okay, six, 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 six uh, for yeah, me. I'll go six and then Els is six. That's fine. Um, then I've gone six for Anis. Um, coming on, um, I thought he, he showed some some moments again. I went six for Andy Vyman. I thought Andy Vyman was much more um, like himself um, and and put in a shift. Um, I went six for Tommy Conway. I felt he he was isolated, but you you couldn't fault his effort. Um, and then the last one, I went five for Sam Bell. Really, in the 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 same reasoning that I was given for Sykesy. Um, I felt Sam came on, didn't really influence the game very much and no. should have scored. But in the way, I, you know, I'm I'm basing that in the same way as I was on Sykesy. You might feel that's harsh as well. So well, Sykes played the whole game. Yeah. Okay. So, so. We'll, are you happy with the five? No, yeah. I stick with the five for Sam. Okay. Um, so like I said, man, man of the match, I went Dickie. Um, I think the goal sort of separates that. Um, and then for Curtis, um, I went seven, and the reason we go for seven, he's got a win. Um, as he said afterwards, he's he's going to retire now as a hundred percent win ratio. <laughs> um, I I really like Curtis Fleming. 
I think he's got a really um, a really enthusiastic character about him. I'm sure the excuse me the players really like him. Um, and on the basis, and, and you know, it seems very much that he's not in the running for it. Um, I'd still like to see Curtis Fleming be involved going forward. So it will be interesting to see what happens there. Um, inevitably, a new head coach comes in and brings his own sort of staff in. Um, but I do, I do genuinely think that Curtis has got something to offer. So, um, you know, it'd be interesting to see. If not, and, and if that is Curtis's last involvement, then, you know, in the same way with Nice, thank, thanks very much. Um, always had times for fans. Um, was it the hen and chicken for the, the fans forum? going back a season or two and I love listening you know, to him Matt I, I, yeah, love his, I love his press conferences exactly he, he just always got a smile on his face and just seems a real likable guy yeah really honest and and you like to see good guys do well don't you so um as I said I really hope that he does sort of stay around um but yeah we'll, we'll we wait see. and see but yeah I've got seven for, for Curtis there okay average for the players so the average because of you um because of Sykesy, um, but the average is six point one four. Oh, so L's was six point two. Yes, uh, I think okay. takes it. Yeah, lots go. of sixes, lots of sixes. Uh, yeah, week. there were, and 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 probably that's that's influenced by the overall result in the end and a, a better second half performance. On the first half, I think there would have been a fair fair few sort of fives thrown around. Um, six, I mean, the, the, they they do generally work out because six point one two against a Sheffield Wednesday side on the bounce down to ten men yeah. after thirty minutes. It, a, that's a one nil win. Exactly, <laughs> and, and you you and we we talk about it from a player rating point of view, but you you expect you know we expected to win that game yesterday. When it goes down to ten men, you expect to win it even more. Mm. Um, and right with one nil, probably yeah, it's it's just above the six, so that feels about right, doesn't it? I can't I can't remember the last time we saw an opposition player sent off at Ashton Gate and you're probably going to tell me it was very recent, but I do miss the wheeling out of the tunnel in the Atio stand. I must say. Yes. Yeah. When you, when you talk... see it open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, oh. when you can wave, wave them off as, as we do. Yeah. But... When they, when they wheel yeah. out the, uh, the, the, the tunnel, the, yeah. the tunnel on wheels. Yeah. Okay. Right. So Matt, you've alluded to the fact that you think that uh, the next manager might be Ralph Hassenhutl, currently 40 to 1 on Bet Victor. Uh, yeah. Certainly wasn't naming Ralph Hassenhutl. I think he's Austrian, isn't he? Oh, um, is he? I, thought, I thought that's who you were talking about. I, I'm, no, I'm sure. No, no, ge- genuinely, I don't. I, I was being flippant when I said oh, he's Austrian. You're right. Um, but they, they speak German anyway. German. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was being flippant when I said German, but I, I do think it will be a foreign coach. I don't know why. I've got no inside knowledge or um as as i sort of saying earlier on you know there were there were numerous messages floating around in whatsapp groups that it was frank lampard roy the alien is nailed on this frank lampard but we, all, we all know about roy well um, as you said matt at the start i'm i'm getting i've been fed up all week of the yeah. my auntie's brother knows and saw frank exactly. lampard walking through bath high street and yeah. and all of this stuff it, like the favorite was, White's, was, it was yeah was John Eustace on Monday? Then it shifted to someone else. Can't remember who. Uh, yeah. Then it was Frank Lampard, and and the odds on Bet Victor, which seemed to be fluctuating and updating, it's still Frank Lampard two to five, Liam Manning eleven to four, Carl Robinson six to one, John Eustace still there eight to one, Luke Williams twelve to one, and then John Terry twenty to one, and then uh, and then you've got all sorts after that. It's it's incredible, isn't it? So the Liam Manning one um, is interesting. Um, 
I think he had a, a, he's got a very good pedigree as a coach, doing very, very well at Oxford. Although, you know, Joey Byron was convinced that anybody who watched their game, Bristol Rovers were far better than Oxford that day. Um, but he came out on their local radio and, and Radio Bristol played a clip last night saying that there's not been any contact whatsoever. He doesn't get involved in, in sort of worrying about things like that. He just gets on with his, his own. He never seeks a position. Um, and and again, some of my our sort of mates have said, well, he's, he's not going to come out and say there's been an approach. But I don't think you're going to come out and say there hasn't to that extent. You're kind of just going to brush it off, aren't you? So I genuinely don't think there has been an approach for him. Um, and that's why I feel with with John Lansdowne's comments with with the, the interview with Joe Sims on Friday, um, Frank Lampard's name has been in it all week. So for John to say he's very surprised at the names being mentioned, hmm. and then they're not. I'm paraphrasing in terms of what he said, but pretty much they're nowhere near close. And actually, that's because we've not got the communication right in terms of the sort of head coach that we're looking for. That does make me think that, that that maybe Frank Lampard isn't in the running. And this is why I'm thinking we're going to go left field it's and potentially odd. look at a foreign coach. Completely understand what you said there, but it's a bit odd that he's still two to five on, on betting really, sites. Really strange, because very rarely do the betting sites get things that wrong. Mm. Um, but also with Frank Lampard, there's no way Frank Lampard is coming anywhere near this club and not being spotted by someone <laughs> because everybody knows who Frank Lampard is if you watch football. So that for me is again another reason. But I don't I don't know why. Like I say, I I just think it will be left field and there seems to be a degree of um Do you think the name on the, the name the name will be someone who's not even in the betting list? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. And and I think yeah. it will potentially be a foreign coach that very few outside of um the statistical sort of fans the likes of febs and stuff will have heard of um you know a little bit like the qpr sort of management sort of position and probably a little bit like far um far quiet um leads that when he came to norwich i'm not sure how many people had heard of him um the lad what's the um wagner you know when he came to huddersfield yeah, i'm not sure yeah. many had heard of him um i'm hoping it's of that ilk as opposed to with the greatest respect to him, a Benny Lenartson, our foreign coach in, you know, and I know Patch ahead of his time, um, but in terms <laughs> of what, what happened on the pitch, um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I might be completely off mark, but yeah, I, I do genuinely think it will be someone that we're going to go, who? Yeah. Wikipedia. And when do you, when do you see it ring? happening? Because I don't see Tomorrow. Think... Tomorrow. I genuinely you think, think you something think, will happen do you? tomorrow. Because my yeah, friend, one of my, I was in the pub, after the game, and my friend, one of my friends, is saying, "I think it's going to be tomorrow." But I, I don't see it, Matt. I don't, unless I they're just keeping it very, you know. The last, and, I mean, and, and again, being, being completely transparent, um, again, some of the the, the rumours that were going around last night was that it will be tomorrow, um, and that it, it it will be someone kind of we we've not heard of. So I think it's been it's been yeah. tomorrow since Monday. To be fair. But uh, yeah, I'll be pretty yeah, shocked. Well, there's the whole tomorrow. thing around the executive lounge has been booked out, and you know you've seen stuff on that. Oh, but God, that's yeah, I, I, I would be really surprised. Rumors going around. Someone's got all of the of the admin calendar, if, have they? If, and... if you were being a little bit, I don't know whether it's clever or not, but I think I'd be more tempted 
to wait until after the QPR game. And then you've got the international break. Yeah. Because yeah. you announce it tomorrow, and then that head coach has got a game mm. that against the bottom, pressure, you know, one of the teams. Well, it it's, it's one of those, he's on a bit of a hide into nothing, isn't he? So, or she, Emma Hayes announced yesterday that she's stepping back from Chelsea. So could there be something in that? Who knows? Well, the, 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 the dialogue behind that was she apparently is American taking over job, as, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the USA, the USA yeah. women's boss. Yeah. So okay. we'll see. But um, I'd also want to say patching um, without, I was going to say something different. I'm not now. Um, but it's great to see the club now actually coming out from a comms point of view. Whether you liked it or didn't like it, whatever you thought of John Lansdowne's interview with Joe Sims, whatever you thought of Gavin's interview on HTV, um, you can't criticise the club for coming out now and saying stuff. Uh, I do think, and I've seen a lot of people and and, and even um, friends close to me sort of talking about the John Lansdowne interview um, and being critical. And I was like, the, the bloke's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Yeah. He came out, he was as honest as he can be. I've worked in business. You, there are things you cannot say in certain situations. What seems to be clear, and he said it himself, is around the, the international break and players being given nine, ten days off, which is crazy i cannot believe that happened in a season where you get to a level of fitness and then you're allowed that period of time off and we know that players have their own regimes at home and what have you but there won't be many clubs if any clubs that did that so there are things that we as supporters won't be aware of i think john lansdowne and and gavin came out and said what they were allowed to say and and long may that continue Mm. that there is more of an open dialogue um, yeah, so for well me, said. irrespective of what was said, whether you agreed with it or not, whether you agree with the Nigel Pearson decision or not, John Lansdowne coming out and speaking is what we are supporting. For 42 minutes. See. Exactly. And, and but I then doesn't it make that, that two-minute clip on the official site a little bit? The, the interview style and having Joe Sims do it came across really well, came across yeah. really well in terms of that the the approach and everything else the 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 Gavin because Marshall he's a fan one. at the end of the day he's a fan just like us it, he wants answers he, he, even that though else I've seen fans critical the fact that it was Joe and why couldn't we have got Jeff Twentyman back to do one of Jeff's hard <laughs> he's retired <laughs> yeah exactly one of his hard hit interviews Joe asked the questions that I wanted answered now I'm not going to as I say there's no way that that um, John Lansdowne could have answered it completely honestly because there will be contract situations and things like that 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 come into play there but you know I I thought it was a a well-balanced humorous interview I think you saw a slightly different side of John as well um, which was good to see Um, but you know let's not let's not be critical of the fact that he's come out and spoke when we've been asking for months for that dialogue so hopefully this will now be something that happens more regularly and then John can form that kind of, you know, um, relationship with the fans um, because it's needed. At any club, you need to hear from your, your leaders, don't you? And more so now to try and sort of get people on side, I would say. Yeah. Because yeah, I don't exactly. think, I don't feel the connection between the board and us as a fan base at all. I think Richard I think Gould there's did... no connection. Richard yeah. Gould just, in did, uh, the, just in terms of the land sounds, you know, yeah. Richard yeah. Gold and, and there he was. was. Richard was that, was that was uh, conduit, conduit yeah, yeah between the two and now that we haven't got that richard gould 
position you've got this the coo and you've got gavin marshall and you've got um you know obviously john lansdowne as chairman yeah. i i think that that you know as, as as they've kind of said that they will you know endeavor to get those communication channels more open in the future yeah it's all we can ask for absolutely okay i i've timed out um got to, some commitments this morning so no um i'm gonna have to park it there but uh ellie Big thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank, the great podcast. thank you guys. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, see you Matt. at QPR. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Looking yes. forward to it. Just see yeah, you at Loftus Road. Looking yeah, forward to it. Yeah. So the team team for for QPR will be interesting. Hopefully, everyone's come through that one unscathed. Potentially, Naki Wells may come back into the frame if we're if the the last couple of interviews were anything to go well, by. But anyone else, Matt, that you can well, see? Well, who knows? You might see Ross McCrory with the way <laughs> <laughs> the way it panned out yesterday and Rob Atkinson starting. But no, in all seriousness, I think it will probably be the same. Maybe in a, another week, Naki might be close to it as well and, and, and make the bench. So, yeah. but, you know. Joe Williams, yeah. don't know. I think Joe, that Joe might be out Joe's for was slightly longer, I think, than, than okay. they first thought. So, yeah, I don't expect to see Joe until after the international break. But, yeah, good, good to see. Also, another name, Benarus. I've seen him training a lot. Yes, lately yeah. as well. He he's definitely going to be a player that you will give a couple of under twenty one games to. Yes, um, and I think I think and, the same for Rob. Didn't someone say Rob Atkinson as well will be yeah. looking to get a few under twenty one yeah. games yeah. as well? Yeah. So in terms of the injury list, then um, Hayden Roberts, Ross McCrory, Andy King, Joe, Joe Williams. Williams. Yeah, that's the four that are. You know, not training yet from the yeah. signs of things. Yeah. What's been What's been said on Kiggy? Hamstring, I think. Hams, hamstring. Yeah. He's yeah, hamstrung. Hamstring. Yeah. yeah. He's hamstrung yeah. at the moment. I, and, and again, I hope, I hope that Andy King is retained from a coaching point of view as well in a new setup. He's got that contract as a player, sort of. Coach, be very so interesting. He's, when he's it, certainly going to be the, here for the season, isn't he? But a yeah, lot you'd will like depend to think, on. Um, I guess what happens with with Nigel if he in. takes another job? We've got job quite a lot of players out of contract next yeah. season, haven't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 James, Andy more Lyman. more of the midfielders. Yeah, yeah, Joe. Yeah. Right, mustache. Okay, Thanks, Thank everybody. Guys. Cheers, Take Carol. Thank you. Follow us all the best. on Twitter at three p i a p c, and we'll be back soon. Cheers, all. Have a good week. Thank well, we'll you. have a, we'll have one for the uh, the manager, the new appointment patch. God, I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, See all. you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.